Welcome in to the Hitstick Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host for the evening yet again. That is Chris, not the quarterback, Sims. Joined, sitting next to me, that's the soulless canine, Mr. Rydog himself. What the fuck is up, Denny's? I was about to Jamie Taco your line so hard. Why would you do that? Thought about it. Just, just watching those lines go. You're just a mean person. And then when we're sitting across, we got yet again, it's uh, the man, the myth, the legend. That is Kyle Broflowski. I'm back. He's back, and he's here to stay. Permanently, it seems that way. So, uh, I mean, Zeta gets back tomorrow. Zeta, well, technically, Zeta is back tonight. Tonight, just not yeah. in time to uh, actually. No, never mind, because you know we got everything all messed up here because we're recording it on a Monday. So, but anyway, we got a very jam-packed show for you guys today. We are covering everybody's favorite division by far. It's the it just oozing fantasy points left and right. I mean, you got studs and. Everything you can think of and dream of, and there's I can't even think of a bad player in this division. Except, wait a minute, that's literally half the division because it's the NFC East. So, but before we dive into that, as always, you guys know where to find us. That is Hitstick Fantasy on Facebook, Hitstick Fantasy on Twitter, Hitstick Fantasy on Instagram. Get asked, ask us some questions. You can find me personally at a Hitstick Chris Ryan. Where they're going to find you at? At the real Ryan Long and Kyle. At KBrew22. And for any long-term feedback, suggestions, or comments, whatever, you know, just get at us at uh, HitStickFantasy on gmail.com. So, um, anyways, uh, so, uh, how are you guys doing today? How's everything going? Not great, Bob. Not great? Yeah, not great. You want to elaborate as to why? Uh, I had to drive over here. Oh, you had to actually leave the apartment. I had to leave my apartment. Man, oh, no. I'm on vacation right now. You're on vacation? Yeah. My vacation just ended. I go back to work today. I don't even want to hear it. It's quite unfortunate. I went to work today. Yeah, it's a terrible life. You don't hear me complaining. I, I hear you complaining pretty often. What about you, Kyle? I'm just I'm just listening to you two go at it. It's quite entertaining over here. We're not here for your entertainment, Kyle. It We're here for like the it. people's entertainment. I'm doing all right today. I'm ready to talk fantasy, so I'm well, doing pretty good. Well, I'm going to prolong that and make you not be able to talk fantasy for just a little bit longer. Well, I'm not doing quite as good anymore. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little bit of news. Um, Zach Wilson. The Cougar Slayer. Fucking, he's got that dog in him. He's got you, that dog in I him. I got to check with you, Ryan. How do you feel about him now? No, we know. I'm all aboard the Zach Wilson yeah. train. Has he moved up your rankings he at has. all? He went from like quarterback 25 to like quarterback 23. Yeah, I think I speak for everyone when I say I want him on every roster I have. Um, yeah, 100%. And, um, if you're like friends with his mom, you, you want him on the roster as well. You know, But that, that that's a different meaning. So, yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, smelling what you're stepping in. So, anyway. Yeah! Oh, yeah! What the fuck, Brian? Why aren't you doing the ears? Yeah! I'm not wearing headphones. I couldn't hear that. Well, you, you suck. You could have definitely followed his lead. I'm a little disappointed. We're going to boot. I didn't know which song he picked. Oh, yeah, it's true. You didn't know. So we're unprepared today because Ryan doesn't have headphones, and my pair of headphones are broken. So I feel like, um, what was it? Wasn't it 50 Cent that used to break headphones all the time? I don't fucking know. How do you not? You don't know your hip-hop artists and their audio No, I don't. And whatever. So anyway, um, so alphabetical order, which would be the first team? Wouldn't that be the, we usually go by uh, city, right? Okay, okay, okay. Is it city? Yes, we go by city. So that that would be Dallas, right? This is a train wreck already. Jeez, oh, man. <laughs> I feel like I'm back in the fifth grade or something. Back in the fifth grade? Uh, that's like first grade. Sorry. Uh, We're talking alphabetical order it's here. Dallas. It's yeah, Dallas. Yeah, it's Dallas. Yeah. I was correct. 
I didn't get it wrong. Just took you a while to get there. It took me a second because I had to think. I have to think about the other teams that are in this division because this division sucks. So anyway, we are talking NFC East today. We're going to break down, tell you what to do with these players and um, what you should be, you know, targeting or not targeting. And we're kicking it off with the Dallas Cowboys. Ryan, talk about your player. It's always me starting this off. Yeah, I know, which is fine. We I like the my worst player a lot. out of the way in the beginning. This is probably my fl- favorite player any one of us are going to talk about today, and that's Mr. C.D. Lamb, wide receiver one for the Dallas Cowboys. He is a stud, stud, stud wide receiver. He's, is he though? He is. Unfortunately, right now he's going around wide receiver seven ADP wise. Kyle, that is correct. Checker. And it would be about second round. Exactly. So you're you're paying a pretty penny to get him. He is my rankings soon to come out, but currently he's my wide receiver eight. It's a little bit higher, not much higher than where I'd like, right about there. Can but you take me higher? <laughs> anywho. <laughs> No, he's got a lot of good things working towards him. He, uh, he's seen 110 targets in each of his first two seasons in the NFL. Great numbers you like to see from a first-round wide receiver. Amari Cooper, no longer there. Cedric Wilson, no longer there. Michael Gallup tore his ACL in, like, week 17 last year. So he's not going to be right yeah, I on don't the field back. I don't see him starting week one, even though the Cowboys won't say whether or not he's going to be good to go by the season. It's the CeeDee Lamb show. Should uh, be. Dalton Schultz, who I'm sure one of you two will be talking about, is my other favorite target there. But when it comes to pass catchers, it is CeeDee Lamb. That's the guy I want. Well, they're also not close to a contract extension on Dalton Schultz. So holdout potential is holdout um, potential. becoming realer with him. So when you got one really, really good target going, he could definitely bypass that wide receiver one potential that everyone has seen in him. And I think he's going to have a career year this year. He's, like I said, 110 targets in each of his first two seasons is wonderful. You could see 130 targets this year, 1,200 yards, and eight touchdowns. Well, I think he has to have a career year this year. I think that's the only way he's going. I mean, let's be real. Everybody likes to, at least a lot of people I know, seem to throw him in that top-tier receiver. You know, where not in the same level as, like, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, but it's in that same ballpark. And I just don't have any evidence to really say that he's among those guys yet. He looks great on paper, and he play, he, I've seen him do a lot of phenomenal things, but we've not really seen him take that next step forward. Now, everything is written on the walls right now for him to do that. That This is clearly the year he has to do that. I like CeeDee Lamb. I'm very much you know invested in him. If I have him in a dynasty format, I'm thrilled, but I don't know if I'm comfortable paying that second-round pick for him because if I do that, I basically, in my opinion, I'm drafting him at ceiling price. Yeah, but he's one of those wide receivers who, you know, when you think of, like, the top, you know, like, whether 24 or whatever number you want to put, a lot of wide receivers this year took a hit. They either went to new teams or got new competition around them or situations like that. He's one of the guy, few guys who actually had his situation get better for him. You know, he's still on the same team, still with the same quarterback who we all like Dak Prescott as a passer. So he lost the only competition he really had for targets in Amari Cooper. And with Michael Gallup being hurt, this is his yeah. time to shine. Oh, 100%. This, ha- this has to be for a breakout year for him. But my issue with that second-round draft capital is you're basically dra- – he has to do that to return that value. Like, Kyle, who's going after him? Um, I could tell you right around the same pick as Debo Samuel. See, I would rather have Debo. I'd rather have CD. I personally, See, I, I'm leaning CD only due to the fact that, that you hate Debo Samuel with a burning passion. There's the talk that San Fran isn't going to give him that running work that he saw last but year. But even without with, that running work, he had 14 – 100 yards. Yeah, but he did that on so few catches. 
I, that's what he does. I, just, yeah, I don't know if that. If, I don't it's know not repeat. Those numbers aren't repeatable unless he is seeing more targets, and I don't think he's going to be seeing more targets. I mean, Trey who Lampert. is in San Francisco to take targets away from Debo Samuel? Besides, I think Kittle. the targets won't be there. I think they will be. Uh, next couple of receivers going after him, Mike Evans. See, oh, Mike Evans for sure. That one, I'm, that one's real tough. Like That's easy, it's not tough at all for me. There's no Chris Godwin for the first six, for probably the first six weeks. We covered this last week. And then the next receiver after that would be A.J. Brown, and I'm sorry, that's not even close. No, I would take C.D. I would take C.D. over A.J. Brown. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're, we're going to we'll talk about A.J. Brown. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, that's just my only comments on it. I like C.D. Lamb. I love him. If I have him in Dynasty, I'm not getting rid of him at all. But to pay a second-round pick, I just I think you're drafting him at a ceiling, and I, that concerns me a little bit. So, just personally. Yeah. Kyle, you want to move us forward here? Yeah, this one should be nice and quick because a lot of the points I'm going to touch on, Ryan already kind of hit because I'm going to be talking about Dalton Schultz. Love him. Yeah, me too. I mean, last year, I'm looking at his numbers. Last year, he saw 104 targets, and that is with both Lamb and Cooper there and Gallup healthy. You already touched on it, Ryan. Cooper's gone. Gallup's gone for at least the first handful of games. I mean, you have one great weapon on the outside, and then that middle of the field is all Dalton Schultz, and I just think he is going to eat up targets, at least for that first half of the season until Gallup comes back. He might be the safest player that you can take as an offensive weapon for fantasy football in Dallas. Uh, they've got a great running game, but it's split up between two people that you really don't know what their ceilings truly are. And with CD being the only good outside wide receiver, he's going to see a lot of tight coverage. So Dalton Schultz will be the check down guy. He will be the good look guy. He'll, he's got so many things working for him this year. I love Schultz. Yeah. And it's nice when you can get a tight end like him, who's got that, that top five, you know, dynasty team or, or a team changing potential for your fantasy roster. And you can get him in like the seventh or eighth round right now. Yep. So I, I'm going to take that every time if I can. Now, do you have any worries at all about the contract situation? Um, I, I really, I really don't. I, I don't see that stopping Schultz from suiting up and taking the field. It doesn't strike me as that sort of situation. I mean, I still think he's going to play 17 games if he's healthy and he'll be probably a top five tight end. And you should have a better idea when it comes to, like, draft time. Absolutely, like, yeah. Unless you're drafting right now, which falls on you if you're doing that. Yeah. You should not be doing that. You should not be drafting before week three of the preseason or week two, yeah. whatever they're doing now. You shouldn't probably start your redraft until, I would say, at the earliest when preseason starts. That's I mean, if you – because sometimes you got to make it work, but, like, yeah, you should not. We all watched Jordy Nelson tear his ACL on that first play of a preseason game one year. Yep. We yeah. just, we stopped drafting I, during preseason right then. I'm not no. saying it's something you should. I'm just saying it should definitely not be prior to week one in the preseason. So, but um, I, I like Schultz. I'm just playing devil's advocate there. I, I definitely, where you can get him is great. As long as he's on the field, he should be phenomenal. And that's the big thing. His ADP is why I'm all over him. So, speaking of ADP. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but is Ezekiel Elliott going? I'm, I'm seeing RB18. Yep. That is insane. And that's the player I want to talk about here because I think Ezekiel Elliott right now has gone all the way from dynasty overload where people were, you know, saying sell this man at all costs. And he has completely gone through that line, fallen all the way down, and he's officially at a value because. RB18, I mean, I'm looking at guys like Cam Akers ahead of him. I'm looking at guys like Antonio Gibson, David Montgomery, Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette. I would probably take Ezekiel Elliott over every single one of those players. He has not one time in his entire career, okay, well, technically one time, he's been in the top 12 every year. The only year he wasn't was the year he had a six-game suspension, and he finishes the RB13. I realize he's getting old. I realize running backs fall off a cliff. But So what round, on average, is he going in? Uh, I'm looking at uh, looks like about the beginning to mid fourth. Oh all my day, God. all day. 
that is value. I mean, this you know he's going to get the carries. They've already, Dallas has already come out and said that he is still their guy. He's going to get the workload, and it's not yeah, they're like, paying him ninety million dollars. Of course, he's going to be their guy. Exactly. And I mean, I do. I think Tony Pollard is like definitely looking good. Is he uh, an above average backup for sure? But like, that's the thing. If you draft Zeke, cuff him. Get Tony Pollard. It's not that hard. Yeah. Just make sure you do that. So that way you have that high-powered handcuff. He's one of the only few backs in the league that there is a clear, like, if something, if you draft Zeke in the fourth round and then you take Tony Pollard in, like, the 12th, if Zeke goes down, you have an RB1 still. And if Zeke stays Absolutely. healthy, you probably still have an RB1. So, yeah. I mean, he's not seen his lowest carry amount in the last, his whole career was last year, 237. But news came out. He was playing injured for majority of the season. So, and he looked phenomenal for those first few weeks before he saw that injury. So, I think that everyone's just completely overreacting right now to Ezekiel Elliott. He's in the same situation he's been in on the same team that's going to feed him carries. They're going to use him around the goal line. Yeah, he's going to lose some pass catching appeal here and there, but that's fine. You're not drafting him to be a top five running back. If you get him in the fourth round and he goes right back and does what he normal, normally does, finishes in the top 12, you can't argue with that at all. Yeah, if I'm getting Zeke in the fourth round, I'm I'm high fiving everyone around me. I am, you know, I'm celebrating like no other. He's my RB thirteen at the moment in my personal rankings. I think that might even be oh, a little I low. Mean, even if the, if if your rankings were right, I mean that's a high end RB two right there yeah. at the fourth round. That's yeah. incredible. You don't get that. No. So I mean, yeah, I'm I'm all in on that. Um, and then I think Dak Prescott is one of the better later round quarterbacks you can target. Is that yeah. agreed? He's an every yeah. week starter for your yeah. team. He's he's one of the he's one of the twelve that I trust. Yeah. Yep. And, so. I, and I do want to say, if there's any of those psychos out there that like zero RB strategies, I'd go for Tony Pollard. He's going in like the ninth round right now. Love the value. Hard emphasis on the psychos, though. Because oh, I agree. I would never do it, but I know there's people out there who like that zero Soto. RB. Yep, not me, but Tony Pollard is a great target. Tony, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I, I would be targeting Pollard even if I didn't have Zeke. So that's why oh, yeah. if you do draft Zeke, I would just be aware of what Pollard's ADP is, and I would draft him around or two earlier than that, just to be safe, to make sure you get him. So, yeah. But anyway, um, so are we done with Dallas here? You guys want to move forward? We're done with Dallas. Where are we going next? It would be the New York Football Giants. Oh, man. somebody knows the alphabet. Oh, so um, you're on to Cincinnati. I don't want to talk about the the football Giants at all. Well, sadly, we have to. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, um, Daniel Jones, and that's it. Never mind. What do you mean that's it? That is far from it. Okay. Well, I'll get, you guys take the floor here because I got left with the table scraps. So. Well, I don't want to start with Ryan again because he's going to bitch and moan. I'm not going to bitch. I'll gladly start with Saquon Barkley, who that's is who, my guy. That's the only guy to talk about on this team. Yeah. He's a wonderful guy. I'll talk about him right now. He's going right now as the RB13. Kyle, can you back that up? I think Kyle can. Um, I Actually, he's 14 from what I'm seeing. RB14, even better. Yeah, it is better. Yeah, 13, 14 range. Saquon yeah. is a phenomenal player. He is a stud. He's one of those like prototypical like top-tier running backs. His only problem has been staying healthy, which he has not really been able to do his entire career. He uh, The one season, the one full season that he played in the NFL, full season, he finished as the PPR RB1, and that was his rookie year. He has been a points-per-game stud, but he's had some freak injuries, like stepping on people's ankles or you know bending the wrong way. So things have not worked out great for him. But he's looking right now to start the season fully healthy, like, you know, clean slate, ready to go. He is the only reliable weapon that the New York football giants have when it comes to real-life football. So they're going to be getting him the ball 
every opportunity they can and riding it out. This is the, what is this? The last year of his contract, right? The last year of his I believe, contract. I do believe it's a contract. So why not just even, even more case for them to just hammer the ball to him, whether they want to pick him up or not run the last bit of tread on those tires while they can. This is Saquon Barkley. I don't really don't know how to judge him. He's my RB8 personally. RB8? RB8. Oh my god. And I think that even might be a little low cuz if he I does think play you're incredibly high. If he plays a full season, you'd think Saquon Barkley is outside of the top 5. I I think there's absolutely a world where he is. I don't think there is at all. See, I, I think he's ev- involved in the passing game. He is a 200 and something plus carry guy. Somebody who can break off an 80-yard touchdown on any any play. He's Jonathan Taylor but better. He just cannot he's not stay healthy. Better than Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> not right now. When he came into the league, yes, but not right now. But not right now because, of, yeah, he was playing with broken ankles and torn ACLs. Everything you're saying is true from a take standpoint. Like, all of your metrics line up. All of your stats and your statistical data is there. What you are not factoring in is the fact that he does have another problem outside of the fact that he deals with 5 million injuries per season. And what's that? He plays for the Giants. They have the worst offensive line. This dude gets They've hit. They've done things to beef up that offensive line. They've been doing line. things to beef up the offensive line for the last Dabble, three seasons. Dabble's going to give him the ball every Dabble chance he can. Dabble's going to be fired in two seasons. No, he's not. No, there's. I would <laughs> not stay off Saquon Barkley, especially if you're getting him at a, around RB14. I'm there, hammering that all he's day. He's going in the third round, right? Yeah. Is that there is any other bonkers. player on this team that is worth anything in fantasy football? No. That's the it is problem. Saquon Barkley. And that's the problem. Is it, You think the defenses that are playing against him don't also know that? They are How many people are worth it in Tennessee? Uh, okay, well, Tennessee's a little bit different. No, but you're still taking Derrick Henry in the first Tennessee's round. Tennessee's got a solidified, good head coach with a solidified, very, very good offensive line. The defense there backs that offensive line. That, that team is a good team. There might not be good fantasy assets on that team, but that's because Derrick Henry... Takes all the fantasy value away from and everybody Saquon's else. going to take all the fantasy value away from everyone else in New York. You know, he might. He could. Listen, we're playing the devil's advocate here because we're worried about his injuries. We all know that. That's I'm, why we're so I'm scared also of him. worried about And I'm not the saying team. there's no risk because there is risk when a guy has been injured every year outside of his rookie year. Uh, the problem with Saquon is he, he's got a very low yards per carry average. I mean, he's one of those guys that needs to make – and you're right. He can, he can take a pass and house it. And I don't care that we stay on Saquon Barkley – for a long period of time here, because this is the only person that's worth anything on this team. I, we could spend the entire time talking about Saquon Barkley for this Gladly. team. But These yards per carry averages are looking pretty solid. What are they, Kyle? Last year was meh, 3.6 per carry. And that's my issue. 2020, he was hurt all year. That was at 1.8, but he played two games. Before that, 4.62 a carry, and rookie season was 5 a carry. But those are that's a long ways away. It is. It's it a is. much different it's team. It's four years away. And you know what the big difference was between those two from 2018 and 2019 to right now? Eli Manning. That's a bit. I mean, the, the quarterback play is important, especially for running backs. Daniel Jones. Uh, Set is not here right now. Set has got a flag to plant in Daniel Jones's name this year, and I would love to hear as to how and why, because I don't see it. I think Daniel Jones is garbage. The way you guys talk about Zach Wilson, I think Daniel Jones is that minus three million because he's oh. just terrible. He sucks. He can't even. You can't even rely on the running upside of his game because he fumbles the ball every other play, or, or he trips over his shoelaces. Yeah, it happens. It's terrible. It happens to the best of us. All right. It, it shouldn't happen to your fantasy quarterback. That's for sure. But no, I, I just look. I'm not out on Saquon and where he's going in drafts to value. I'm absolutely all in. You're on not going to tell me that staring in the third round and yeah. Saquon is on the clock and you're looking at what running backs are going around him. Um, right around the same pick as Leonard Fournette. I'm taking Saquon. I would have. I would have rather have Fournette. Personally, 
Um, let's see. I would rather take Montgomery. No. going behind Whoa. him. No. I would rather take James Conner. I would no. rather take Whoa. Zeke. No. Oh, man. Zeke, I get. I would take Brees Hall over Saquon I Barkley. no. Fuck 100%. No. Third, third round Saquon Barkley or second round Nick Chubb? Nick Chubb. Second round Nick Chubb. I'm going third round Barkley. I mean, I know Nick Chubb is really, really good. I know Nick Chubb is not Actually, no, off no. I'm injury. going third round Barkley. Yeah, I'm going Barkley. Right. I mean, that offensive line alone is enough for me to yeah, take Nick Chubb. Yeah, I, And I can it, get a argument, much better wide receiver in the third round than I can any other running back. Yeah, in that argument, though, I just don't want a guy who's going to be splitting some time with Kareem Hunt. I, I mean, there's a new head coach but, in town in New York. There's nothing to say that Saquon's not going to be splitting time. He is time not too. splitting time with Matt Breida. I, mean, well, I don't even think Matt Breida's the handcuff. I think it's um, the, what's his face, uh, Booker, Devontae Booker. Yeah, I mean he's not good. No, none no. of them are good. It's uh, Saquon. It's, it's Matt Breda or a guy by the name of Gary Brightwell. It is fucking Saquon. So it's Saquon. One hundred percent Saquon. My look, I owned Saquon in a few leagues last year. Give him to me, and I watched him play, and I just I didn't see it. I, I it looks like he's lost a few steps. So I'm worried about that, and I'm worried about the team that he plays for. I think he's a phenomenal talent, and I will absolutely draft him in the third round of my redraft leagues. Yeah, I mean, There's no issue with that. But for you to sit here and say that he is a top 10 running back, I said I top don't five if he plays a full yeah, season. Yeah, and I sure as shit don't see that. I was sticking with your actual ranking of RB8, but there's no he way. He was the RB1 his rookie year. I will pay your rank. You think the Giants were good his rookie year? There's a reason they were picking at number two overall. All right, here's a good situation for you, because I would say both of these running backs are going to be workhorses for their team, in my opinion. Both running backs have poor offensive lines. Both play 17 games. Who finishes higher, Najee Harris or Saquon Barkley? Saquon Barkley. Najee Harris. Better team. He's, he's not with check down Ben anymore. I don't care. Better team. The team is better. I don't think the better team matters yeah. in this situation. Everything to, about to the better running is back better, matters. Better Saquon quarterback, is the better, better running line, back. better receivers, better defense. Every single metric about the Pittsburgh Steelers is better than the well, New yeah, York football Yeah, I'm not going to argue on that. I mean, I'm not going to. And Najee Harris is a better through-the-tackles runner than Saquon Barkley. No, he's not. Saquon Barkley is a phenomenal talent because of what he can do with his hands. He's, he's, just, he's not just a pet. I don't want to get into an argument over Saquon for 45 minutes. We're going to get into an argument over Saquon. We will Saquon. talk about it at the end of the season. I'll take a Najee Harris for a Saquon bet right now. What uh, are we betting? I We've already bet a White Claws. we got to do something different. Here. I witnessed it, folks. The shake has been done. Well, we did. White Raja, I like that. You, you want, I, that oh, man, that's super embarrassing. That's double because then i got to go into my old employer. Mm-hmm. Ooh. All right, but if you lose, you got to pay my rent for a month. All right, let's. <laughs> are you going to buy me every case of White Raja made from now until fucking September? <laughs> <laughs> that would be more than the cost of my rent. Well, I mean, if we're just like, going up in price, it's like eleven dollars. You got to buy my. You got to buy me a car. <laughs> okay, I'll take that because I'm that confident I'm going to win. I'll buy. I'll, You're wild. It's rent for a car. I'm cool with that. Just send me the check now. So anyway, um. I liked Kadarius Tony. That's who I wanted to talk about. I think he's an interesting stab. I'm not like in love with him, but out of the, everybody in the receiving room on this team, I think he's the one that I'd be interested in. He's got, um, you know, we saw flashes of him last year that he looked all right. When he looks like he has a little bit of juice, he's got some playmaking ability. He's also got some off. He's got a little bit of an attitude issue. It seems like he's not a very good coachable player. Um, from what the headlines seem to throw out last year, that's but I got one deal. I, and that that's a problem. But if I were to take a stab at a receiver on this team, it would not be Kenny Galladay. It would not be Sterling Shepard. It would not be Wondell Robinson. It would not be Darius Slayton. It would not be Darius Slayton. It would be Kadarius Tony. But 
it would be a stab. It's not any. I mean, this is somebody I'm bringing on my team as like my wide receiver five or six. That's bonkers to me because you were the biggest Kenny G guy I know. Well, then I mean, you saw what happened. He went there. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna just die on that ship. I'm not the captain of the Kenny Galladay ship. I'd rather have Kenny Galladay over any of those receivers personally. What what's oh, so where are they going? He, uh, Kadarius Tony's going thirteenth uh, round. Looks like beginning and of thirteenth round. Is Kenny Galladay even being drafted? Uh, it would be end of the sixteenth. Kenny Galladay is the second receiver I would like to have on him. Like, without a doubt, it is Kenny G. And I don't know. We'll see. Maybe he can get back to, you know, being that smooth player that he is. But I'm just just hearing terrible, terrible trombone sounds and stuff over here. So, no. Kyle, is there anything you want to talk about for the team, or do we cover everything? Man, yeah, I think we're good. I mean, like, I think you touched on it. Kadarius Toney's just about the only uh, pass catcher I would want on that team. Yeah, so um, where are we headed to next? We're going to Philadelphia. That is correct. Congratulations, you can spell. What? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kyle, kick us off. All right, you know what? I I, I didn't know who to pick here because I didn't like either of my options, to be honest with you. But I'm going to talk about Devontae Smith. I actually low-key like this team. I do, too. It's... I'm just not a fan of the pass catchers. And I, I picked Smith, same as you're going to touch on. I am not in on Devontae Smith this year. His rookie season was, I don't want to say underwhelming, but it wasn't the greatest we've seen. But well, we're comparing it to people like Jamar Chase and Jalen were once. A very fair point. Year. Absolutely a fair Rookie point. wide receivers don't typically pan out right. that well. Absolutely. Devontae Smith, I think, had a pretty good year for a rookie receiver. But last season, rookie year, he, had a, he saw 104 targets. Now they brought in A.J. Brown. you got to think he's going to take at least some of those targets away. Oh, sure. Um, it didn't. I'm looking at numbers here. doesn't look like he was the most efficient receiver, 104 targets, 64 receptions. Some of that might be on the quarterback. And that's another thing that worries me. Jalen Hurts, not the greatest passer in the world. I don't know if he can necessarily support two pretty stud receivers on an offense. Including a stud tight end, too. Including a solid tight end, and he's arguably their RB1. How do you feel about that? Jalen Hurts, RB1? I just Eagles? actually got a notification on my phone of a tweet. Uh, Sal Vetri was somebody that we all follow. Uh, he just tweeted out something. And it's just ironic based on what we're talking about. Top five wide receivers versus man coverage in 2021. Number one, Devontae Adams. Number two, Kadarius Toney. Oh, wow. Number three, wow. Cooper Cup. Number wow. four, DK Metcalf. And number five is uh, A.J. Brown. Wow. 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 Wow, just interesting. We're, we're literally talking about these players, so I mean that's that's why it was interesting to me. Um, so you're so Jalen Hurts was the best running back for the Philadelphia Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles. The Eagles. I was just the trying Philadelphia Eagles. I was just trying to get your blood boiling because I know you're a Miles Sanders. I mean, I like Miles Sanders this year, but Miles Sanders spent majority of last year hurt and on the bench. So I mean, that doesn't surprise me because there's not really anybody outside of Miles Sanders that is a capable running back on that team. Kind of game old, like a word, please. Kind of game old is a pass catcher though. I mean, that's, that's more Boston of a Boston Scott would like a word, please. Boston Scott is trash. Jordan Howard might get picked back up, please. Oh, yeah, Jordan Howard. <laughs> let's, let's make that guy relevant again. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, well, before we dive into that aspect, because we'll, we'll talk Miles Sanders. I mean, let's just go ahead and merge the wide receiver room here together, because I am obviously wanted to talk about A.J. Brown. I, I have concerns. My concern for Devonta Smith is Devonta Smith could barely be a wide receiver three last year, and that was with having the – 
top dog role, thirty percent of the team total target share, and then now you bring in AJ Brown. This was the lowest pass attempt team in the league last year. They had the least amount of attempts through the air, and I definitely think that number is going to come up a little bit. But how much is it really going to come up? I mean, what do you think? Mm. I don't. I don't think enough to uh, enough to not enough to make them both at least wide receiver twos. That's for sure. And. See, my problem is, my issues with A.J. Brown, and if you have A.J. Brown in Dynasty, I don't think you should do too much. I mean, I had him in two leagues. I decided to flip him in one and keep him in the other. I, I still, A.J. Brown's a phenomenal receiver. He is off of talent-wise, and I know Ryan's going to throw a temper tantrum here. He is a top-five Dynasty wide receiver when you factor in his age and ability. So, But the issue with the team here and the issue with him for redraft is he's going as wide receiver 11. So people are still treating him like he's that top dog, number one option in Tennessee. And for whatever it's worth, Devonta Smith is good. And, you know, I mean, we didn't, we've, we, like I said, we've been highlighting this for a minute. We've been blessed the last few years with this Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle breakouts. What Devonta Smith did is more typical what you would expect from a rookie wide receiver. He's kind of had some growing pains here and there, had some flashes. He, he is a good receiver. He he's a product of the situation he's in. It's yes. really what it is. If you put Devontae Smith in Jalen Waddell's role, I think he probably finishes around the same or maybe even a little better. Yeah. If you flip those two, I agree with that. If you if you literally just flip those two, you'd probably have the exact same finishes, but reverse the names. Yep. So uh, I definitely, I don't hate, where did you say um, Smith was going? Devontae Smith's going about uh, ninth round right now, wide receiver 36. Yeah, I would be interested in taking a stab on that just because of the value of getting him in the ninth round, but I can't invest... I mean, A.J. Brown being the 11th receiver off the board, that's that's easily back of the second, early third round capital, and I just I can't do that. Do you know where I have him in my rankings? Probably like 23 or 24. 19. I, you know, I'm a little funny. friendlier than that. I was going to – actually, I originally was going to say 19, but I was like, it's probably later. So, <laughs> uh, But, no, I, I am an on Miles Sanders, though. I do think that the, the kind of writing is on the wall for him as well. I mean, the carries are definitely there. This is one of the very, very run – Heavy team. They love to utilize the run. I mean, this is Nick Sirianni coming over from Indy. And as long as Miles Sanders can stay on the field, he is a talented running back. He's definitely not like he's capable of getting it done. He just has to stay healthy. That's the biggest thing. And with where you're getting him, he's going like pretty late in drafts. That was What was it like? In uh, RB28 looks like late and sev- end of seventh round. Oh, my God. You're getting a starting running back that has possibility of giving you. You're getting the RB2 on his team. Who is Jalen Hurts is not the RB one. Yes, he, he was the leading rusher for the Eagles last year. When he, Miles Sanders missed so much time. Yeah, but Miles Sanders put up the same exact stat line he did the year before. He played twelve games last year, and still sucked. He didn't. It's not his fault that he sucked. It is his fault. He Miles Sanders is not good. He's all right. He's not. He's not like amazing. He's not going to be a top five running back. But he's not a no, bad running. Fall back. into the same Devin Singletary, David Montgomery hole. No, there's nobody there to take it away. Devin Singletary was phenomenal. There was Jalen Hurts there to take it away. It, but it's not going to do that much. This team runs enough to factor that in. Jalen Hurts is the rusher there. Jalen Hurts is a great rusher, and Jalen Hurts is a great fantasy quarterback because of his rushing upside. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks in this year's class. Mine too. When it comes to our this year's draft. Should I just talk about my guy right now, Mr. Yeah. Jalen Hurts? Go, if you want to, go ahead. I will gladly do that because he's going right now, Kyle. You can fact check. Quarterback eight. Oh. Give me one quick second here. You don't get a quick second. You're he supposed to have going, the shit unlocked. Yep, uh, quarterback, quarterback eight Quarterback right eight. Yep, and late he is somebody round. who finished as the quarterback six in points per game last year, so that's already stealing value. He is the leading rusher on his team. We've already talked about that. 785 yards, 10 touchdowns on the ground as a quarterback. That is stuff you like to see out of a quarterback that you are getting 
way past, you know, the top early rounds. So I'm taking Jalen Hurts everywhere I can this year. And now he's got a new weapon in A.J. Brown, like we were talking about. A.J. Brown could make things. Could, I mean, there is a world where Jalen Hurts goes. At, if Jalen Hurts figures out he could go how to nuclear. throw the ball, he could exactly. go Yes, and be a top three. He's got all the weapons at his yes. disposal now. He's got the legs to do it. I don't think Jalen Hurts is a you know an NFL game-winning quarterback, but he is a fantasy game-winning quarterback. 100%. So I'm taking Jalen Hurts everywhere I can this year. I can't argue with that. I like Jalen Hurts a lot. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks this year. I, the thing is, I think that this whole team takes a step forward as a whole. With the addition of AJ Brown, it's going to put them in better scoring opportunities. It's going to it's going to elevate pretty much every option on this team fantasy wise, except for the pass catchers, and it's just because of the lack of volume to go around. I mean, Dallas Goddard is going to get involved in this too. They'll definitely be the, passing more this year. Yeah, they're not I, going to be the worst passing offensive but, year. I mean, what can you realistically you can expect? Like, I mean, I would say a twenty percent increase would be a realistic like prediction. That might even be a little high, but. And that's what I mean. But you add 20% onto that, it moves them from 32nd to, like, what, 21st, 20, not, 25th? I mean, I'm it, not in my headspace to do math right now. So I, oh, I'm just saying, like, you know, a like rough estimate. Like, if you know what I'm saying? If you add, like, a 20% increase on their pass volume, I just don't – it's still not enough to push them into the territory where they need to be, where they can support three relevant fantasy options in the pass game. Because Goddard's there, too. People yeah. forget about that. And Goddard is one of the – Goddard's one of the better mid-range tight ends. Yeah, he's probably around like tight end eight range, like top eight. Yes, I agree. So, um, but that's. Uh, do we have any other stuff to talk any, about here with the Eagles? Any other Eagles? I don't think. Keep so. an eye on Kenneth Gainwell because he is the pass catching back. Out of I do there. like Gainwell. That's he could have, you know, a resurgence type of year. You know, we liked him a lot last year, and he didn't really pan out too much as a rookie. But you know, another year in that system, and if they are passing more, he could have some sneaky, sneaky upside. I agree. I I, I could be on that. So now it's time to move forward to the Washington football commanders or whatever you want to call them. They were, they were the football team last year. Now that the commanders took them like what? Our words took them three years to come up with commanders. Yeah. Come on now do better. I was so disappointed in that end, but I do love the fans that are saying that are, are not, it's not, actually, it's not the fans. It's the trolls that are saying, do you have to go to Washington games commando? And I think that's a good question. Probably should. I, I feel like you have to. Why not, right? You're, you're not a real fan if you don't. So if you wear underpants in that stadium, you're 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 holding up a big middle finger phony. to Ryan Rivers. Big fat phony. <laughs> you're a big fat phony. <laughs> so um anyway, uh well I'll kick things off here. I wanted to talk about Antonio Gibson running Blech. back for what he was your favorite player in the league last year. Blech. Oh my god. You and what what can you okay go ahead. I, explain why you're Blech. Because is it because of Brian Robinson? It's not. No, it's he sucks. Of him and JD McKissick. He sucks. He's going to fall into that dead zone territory of, oh wow, this guy finished with 900 yards and three touchdowns. Oh, he's going to fall. He's not involved in the pass catching game. He doesn't see the goal line work. Oh, he I'm gets those yards. Good thing. Good thing those yards are worth point one points per yard. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. I'm the prophecy. Call me Ryan Law. No, he's not. He's not. I, I'm not worried about Brian Robinson whatsoever. McKissick, yes, McKissick's a problem. If you're a Antonio Gibson owner, McKissick sucks. You hate McKissick. You've never, but that that's been a problem for Antonio Gibson's entire career. That's nothing new. We have nothing new in this situation here. We I mean, have Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson was not even better than TJ Yeldon. He doesn't have to be. He's going to be the goal line back. No, he's not. For maybe one game. And then they're going to see that they didn't convert any of those. You'll and they're going to be right. like, well, shit, I think we whiffed on a third-round pick yet again. Look, oh, do man, I think they whiffed on a third-round pick when they took Antonio Gibson. I, I think Antonio Gibson takes – what do you mean? He's been a top-12 <laughs> running back the last 
his entire career. I just wanted to boil your blood. I'm sorry. Well, you just made yourself sound stupid. So no, I I like Gibby the player. I hate everything about his situation. Every single thing about it. The thing is though, Gibson can catch passes. He's very he can. He was a wide receiver in college. That's why capable. this whole McKissick situation sucks shit. Well. What happens if J.D. McKissick gets hurt again? Then they'll probably put Curtis Samuel back there because no. that's what Ron Rivera likes to do. No. I don't I don't see that. And Carson Wentz loves to throw to his running backs. That's the he big does. change here. So I definitely think that there could be room for both of them to get targets. And I don't think Gibson's going to lose the goal line work. I just don't. He might lose it for a game. I think it'll be more than a game. I think you're going to see on the goal line a lot of Brian Robinson. You're going to see a lot of the bigger running back. And I don't have Gibson as a top 12 running back anymore. I like that. I definitely think that that's taken him out of that conversation. But for, like, where he's going right now, uh, so let me see here. Let's get the whole ADP calculator going. RB16. RB, that's not bad. Early, early fourth, late third. Early fourth round for a running back that has RB1 potential? He's my RB22. You're ridiculous. I don't <laughs> even understand why I'm on a podcast with you. But I, I don't, I'm about, I, I like him at RB16. What about, okay, Kyle? Break break the tie here. Um, RB sixteen is that a good spot for Antonio Gibson? I'm just trying to take a look at guys who are kind of being drafted around him, and I think I think I would lean away from Gibson because some of these guys around him I think are in a better situation. In the fourth round. Oh, so he's going around the same place as David Montgomery, and you're the big Montgomery guy. I would take Montgomery over Me Gibson. Me too. Zeke. I'd take Zeke. I would not take Cam Akers. Cam Akers. I, I Cam agree. Akers agreed. I would not take him over. Uh, Saquon's tough. James Conner? No, I'd take take James Conner. Well, you guys know how I feel about James Conner. Love James Conner. So, you know, I I don't love Leonard Fournette up there, to be honest with you. Leonard Fournette is somebody that's been kind of up there that um, I I think I'm going to fade him a little bit more probably. I'm I'm big on Lenny this year. You know, it could go either way, but I I do have concerns with that. The fact they drafted Rashad White, I have concerns with the fact that he looks like Chris Farley and he looks he looks like what Billy you want. He, he's what you want a goal line back to look like, right? He's like there. that girl in uh, <laughs> in the, the Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory when she eats the blueberry gum and just like yeah. balloons up. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about accepted when he goes to do the cheerleading. It's Justin yeah. Long and he's like, he's got the like, three hundred pound girl <laughs> holding her up That's and she just dodgeball. No, oh, you're right. That is dodgeball. Get your movies right. Well, I was thinking he's in accepted too. Yes. Yeah. So I mixed that one. That's my bad. But no, I'm taking Travis Etienne over him. I'm taking Josh Jacobs over him. You're going to take Travis Etienne, who has literally not even played a yeah. snap of NFL football over a guy that has finished in the top 12 every year of his career. Yeah. And James Robinson is still on that team. James Robinson tore his Achilles in the last week of the season. And you're right. But for by, James Robinson's probably not going to be good. But neither is Brian Robinson. They're both in the last I'm taking, team Robinson. I'm taking Etienne they both over suck. Anywho, who's the next guy we're talking? We've gotten a lot of arguing over Gibson. Uh, that was my guy. You want me to talk about my guy, Mr. Terry McLaurin? Really, I don't really have a guy. You don't if like I Jahan could, Dotson? You don't have a guy. Or Carson Wentz? You really want me or to, Curtis Samuel? Are you really or asking Rookie Seals-Jones? Or Logan listen. Thomas? I went Terry McLaurin because I like to steal my guys first. Uh, wide receiver 16 right now, going in ADP. I've got him as my wide receiver 14. He gets the one thing he's needed in his entire career, and that's the QB bump. He gets Carson Wentz. And now Carson Wentz <laughs> is, is not. Is that a bump? It is a much bigger bump than uh, Taylor Heineke. What? Is he not? Yes, then Taylor Heineke, yes. No, Carson Wentz is a that. decent quarterback. He can survive good wide receivers. And Terry McLaurin is a stud wide receiver who was quarterback-deprived his entire career. Saw 130 targets last year with 1,050 yards and only five touchdowns. He's going to get, you know, touchdown progression or regression, positive regression, whatever the fuck positive you want to call it. Regression. <laughs> yeah. 
He's going to get more than five touchdowns. He's going to see more than 1,000 yards as long as he stays on the field. The targets will stay there. Everything is pointing up for Terry McLaurin to have a career breakout year. He just got his new contract, so he's happy. He's paid. They signed. They drafted another wide receiver in the first round to play alongside him because that's another thing he's missing is being the only good weapon on his team when it comes to pass catchers. I, I am loving Terry McLaurin this year. I think this actually could be the year where he breaks into the top ten that we've been wanting to see. Yeah, I've been like on that train for the last two seasons. You I'm have. kind of off it now. Which I get because if you've been burned by someone for two years, you're not going to want to go back for a third. You know, I love McLaurin. I love the talent of him. It's just my problem with Terry McLaurin is the splits. And I don't know if that changes because we saw a lot of that with Michael Pittman last year too with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is an upgrade from Taylor Heineke, but I'm not going to sit here and act like Carson Wentz is a top 16 quarter, quarterback no, in this league. But he doesn't he's have not. to be to support a top 16 wide receiver. I, but the thing is, though, I just don't know if he's going to be able to make those challenging throws that he's going to need to to get Terry the ball. My problem with Terry McLaurin was last year when he hit, it was phenomenal, but he only hit four times. And every other game that he played, it was a massive disappointment. I'm talking under 10 points. Yeah, but I'm talking, if I remember correctly, I think he spent a lot of the year on the questionable tag. Um, he played over 90%. I know he played, same thing with Gibson, like played every game, but was always, you know, banged up. Yeah, he, he played, I mean, you don't, you, you don't play banged up and go 96% of the snaps. They usually factor that in. I, I don't think, I mean, he had issues the year before with injury, but I don't think he had a lot of injury issues. I was thinking of then. But look, he's a phenomenal talent. I love Terry. I, I, you know, I don't, I'm the last person to talk bad on Terry McLaurin because, like, I love the man. I think he's a great player. I loved him at OSU. I loved him as an NFL player. I do worry about the consistency of them, though, as a fantasy asset. It's just the one thing that doesn't seem to go his way is somebody that I don't know if I can trust in my lineup because that really does hurt you when you start somebody in your wide receiver two spot and he puts up seven points or five points. That kills you. That You can lose weeks off that. So, I mean... Who's going around him, Kyle? Give me some other names. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, Terry McLaurin or Deontay Johnson? Terry oh, McLaurin. That is tough. I would probably go Deontay Johnson. Deontay's going as the wide receiver, 13, McLaurin the 16. McLaurin or Waddle? Waddle. Even with Hill? Yeah. I've got McLaurin one spot ahead of Waddle. Okay. Uh, McLaurin or Metcalf? McLaurin. McLaurin. All right, and this is the one I find the hardest right here. I compare them a lot in my own head. McLaurin or DJ Moore? DJ Moore. DJ Moore now, which, by the way, uh, and that was news break, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, we didn't talk about that at the top of the show. Baker Mayfield's a Panther. A Carolina Panther. I think it does good things for DJ Moore. It does. Oh, absolutely. He should see at least six touchdowns this year instead of yeah, four. right? Yes. Very possible. Still has 1,100 yards. But with those guys going around McLaurin, I think I think I like Terry this year. I mean, Isn't he in the mid-fourth round? He, uh, It's looking like, yeah, mid-fourth, late, uh, early fifth, excuse me. And I, I think I like I like him more than Waddle. I think truthfully, I, I think Hill's going to take away a lot of uh, targets from Waddle. I like him more than Metcalf. Drew Locke worries the hell out of me. Yeah, oh, we yeah. talked. Jimmy Garoppolo is rumored That's to be true. the quarterback there right now, which that would then, change. That, that would change some things. Yes, I don't think it changes much for me the way I feel about DK. Both, I'm not. I'm on I mean, DK this year. We saw, but we've seen Jimmy G support a very high end wide receiver one before. I mean, he did it last year with Debo. That was all Jimmy G. That Debo did it on answer. the ground. No, he didn't. He had 1,400 yards through the air. That is not on the ground. No, but on – we'll save this for the end. He had 1,000 – we've already – yes, we've already done that. He, he had 1,400 yards receiving. On like 85 catches. It, that doesn't matter how Those it got done. Those are not repeatable numbers. They could uh, – that's what Debo does. He's after the catch. 
Anywho, we're not talking NFC West right now. The fact is, Jimmy G is good enough to get DK Metcalf the ball in the end zone. And that's where DK makes his money anyways, is those touchdowns. It's phenomenal. DK Metcalf is a top five receiver if you go off of, well, maybe not top five, but certainly top eight if you go off of talent and metrics of playing the position. At what, running a straight line? I, the thing is, he's a beast, man. Batman. Yeah, at running a straight line. That man can run a straight line. He can line. run real fast in a straight line. I mean, I'm just saying. He's really, really he's good. He's the anti-Michael Thomas. Yeah, he is the anti-Michael Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't. I, I just don't. I can't do it in the fourth. If Terry were to slip to me in the fifth, I'd, I could do that. I'm okay with that. I, I don't have any problems with him being my fifth player took. But I don't want him as my wide receiver, too. And I certainly don't want to walk away from a draft having gone one running back and three wide receivers in the first four rounds. I'm not going hero draft strategy here. So, well, I guess I'm up, aren't I? Yes. Oh, geez. Well, we don't want pause there. We can uh, we can go through some rapid fire here, I guess, with the rest of this wonderful roster that Let's we have. Let's do it. Jahan Dotson. No the ADP. ADP for Jah- for Jahan Dotson. Yeah, uh, that that matters. Might as well be. Uh, it would be the 18th round if That's, there is one. Undrafted. I'll take a shot on that. Yeah. I mean, undrafted. Absolutely. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're talking about the number two receiver. Well, it's the, the same thing. Who we were talking about Terrence Marshall last week. That's what I was. I was just about to bring yeah. that up. It's the exact same thing. I will take Jahan Dotson with the last pick in my draft and just see is he is he ahead of Curler Samuel? Is he on the field? Is he getting targets? Is he getting looks? If so, hold on to him for yeah. a minute. And like if you not, touched cut. on in the past, Chris, you you need those guys that you're okay with cutting, too, yes. you know, and Jahan Dodson could fill that for you. Exactly, you know? and you should know right off the bat, like week one, what you have in him in terms of him being on the field. That's not fair to judge a rookie wide receiver on one week. Well, I mean, but I'm not going to roster him for, like, six weeks while I wait for him to get playing well, that's time. why I just don't roster him. But if you take him with the last pick in your draft, you get to see right off the bat, is he, play, is he on 60% of the snap percentage? Is he not? You know what I mean? Is he on the field as a decoy? Is he on the field for run plays only? Is he actually getting targets? Did he get five to eight targets in the game? You know, that that's what I'm looking for. Right. And if he did, I'm going to hold him for a minute. If he didn't, I'm going to cut him. All right. Uh, last person I think might be worth mentioning, I guess, Logan Thomas, backup tight end maybe on your roster. I don't think I would be okay with starting right. him, depending how big your league is. I would draft I mean, Logan Thomas. He's not bad. Yeah, he, I think he's a solid backup tight end. For he can also play roster. quarterback, so when uh, Carson Wentz gets hurt. That's true. You might be able to start a quarterback in your tight end position. A little uh, Taysom Hill action. <laughs> um, so what do we think about Carson Wentz? Um, not a great. Is a late round. I mean, Carson Wentz last year. Maybe for a streamer. As, for as much as we like to shit on him, last year he he's was efficient. He was hovering in that top fifteen. Yeah, he's efficient. You know, he's got no rushing upside. He's not going to throw forty touchdowns, but he's not also going to turn the ball over every play. So, yeah, I think he's a fine streaming option. Uh, the only other player I think I have any interest in on Washington is J.D. McKissick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. J.D. McKissick. If you're yeah. in any type of PPR format, he is definitely worth one of the later round ads because he is somebody who can, even if he's only playing 50% of the snaps, he could see seven targets a game. He's got standalone value, even exactly. if he's playing. I mean, going back to the psychopaths that like the zero RB. He's another one. He is, the, he is the best person you can get. What, what round is he going in? Oh, Double digits for sure. It's, yeah, I feel like I it's got to be. about that. I'm looking at about 16th. Yeah. yeah, 16th round? Yeah, 15th, yep. 16th round. Oh, that's a, good, that's a good value for him because yeah. he, he does have standalone value. I mean, yep. and for reference, the last two seasons, he's played 27 games, 163 targets. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm in on that. Give me all the JD. So, so do we have any uh, closing arguments here? Any Anything to 
add in on this division? Um, Jalen Hurts is the best running back in this division outside of Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley. You're on drugs. Not not fantasy related. Who wins the division? Cowboys or Eagles? Cowboys. Why? Oh, it can't be any of the other teams. Let's no, be realistic here. I'm gonna go Eagles. I would agree. I think I'm going. Philadelphia. I think better coach, better coaching staff. In all honesty, that's that's the reason why. Nick Cowboys Sirianni. at nine and eight. Yeah, right. That, we <laughs> know that's what it'll be. It'll be nine and eight for I don't sure. Know. I, th- I think that we, can, we might see an eleven win team from from. The, I mean, they get to play each other twice. They were so. twelve and five last year. The Cowboys. That's true. Well, they'll, they'll be bounced in the first round per their usual. Oh, definitely. So, well, anyway, uh, you know where to find us. That is Hitstick Fantasy on Twitter, Hitstick Fantasy on Instagram, Hitstick Fantasy on Facebook. Get at us, ask us some questions, find out how you can get on the show, be live for the five. Just kidding, you don't got to give us any money. Uh, but anyway, you can find. Uh, does it? Uh, anybody got any closing things to say to our listeners here? Nope. Well, you know where to find me. That is uh, Hitstick Chris on Fantasy. Ryan, where you at? At the real Ryan Long. At Kbrew22. Good night, Hit Squad. Fuck you, Corey Long. Five.